The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When the spawn meets world. What up, bros? What up, bros? And welcome to Bra Meets World. But it's Bra Meets World. Your Boy Meets World fan cast. This is another extra credit episode. Happy Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth, y'all. This is coming out Juneteenth. We wanted to do another one of our summer series extra credit episodes. Um, We are doing the blackening this episode. The 2023 horror comedy, I believe it's, it's what they're tagging it as. You know, it's definitely a comedy for sure. I I can't remember actually the last time I was in the theater with so much laughter. So I would definitely mark it more as a comedy than the horror, definitely. Absolutely. We wanted to give you guys a little bit of something. As you know, we are on our summer hiatus, um, but we'll still be giving you guys episodes every once in a while. As always, check us out at Broad Meets World and listen to our regular season episodes on anywhere that you have podcasts. Um, check out our YouTube. Help us get that thousand. So please go over to our YouTube page and uh, subscribe. And you guys also know we have merch. We got so, so much merch, y'all. We got the best. Turned on so, by Turner shirts. Turned on by Turner shirts. The Ooh. the infamous ones. Made infamous by our guest appearance on Pine Meets World. So um, you guys go over there. Listen to our spot on Pod Season 2 Recap. Check out our regular episodes. Check out our YouTube, order our merch. And if you are still interested, listen to our review of The Blackening. You know, Siege, we did not set out to do a Black movie summer review series, but we did with not. The Little Mermaid and Spider-Man and now this, June and May, they're a very Black-ass summer so far. It was far. a Black-ass summer. Maybe, I'm maybe that's it. why they are doing this. They're like, you know what? We'll give them... Uh, June. <laughs> summer is, our June is now Black Summer releases. Either way, I'm for it. Here's the thing. I know Juneteenth is historic, but we've already dedicated June to Pride. And I don't want to take away anything from Pride. Very good point. Very good point. So, yeah. We cover for all the months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we cover for all the months. Uh, as usual, you guys, uh, this is a spoiler field review um you know we can barely keep the conversations the way that they're supposed to be so uh if you are have not seen this movie go and check it out or if you want to hear our uh unbiased opinions as we dive in um know that they will be spoiler free filled siege uh what inspired you to want to see this movie the blackening I'm not going to lie. It's a, well, actually, I will say, I remember seeing the short that this was based on years ago. For those of yep. you who don't know, this was a short, like, YouTube sketch um, a few years ago that literally had, like, the scene of, like, who is the blackest and the blackest person gets killed. Um, and it was hilarious. It went viral. I thought it was so funny. And this idea of, like, a bunch of black people, like, for everyone who knows, um, in American horror movies, the Black person is very often killed first. Um, so 
the idea of a group of black people being in a horror thriller definitely was interesting and definitely was like, okay, where could we go with this? I love that the tagline for this movie is we all can't die first. Really <laughs> uh, incredible and playing onto the history. Um, there's a fantastic documentary on, I believe it's Shudder called Black Noir. And it just talks about African-Americans within the horror genre and how we've been portrayed and how we've claimed ownership and all of these different things. And as a longtime horror nerd, um, to see them pay homage to so many great horror moments, uh, to see them just make a black as hell movie with uh, like full stop, no breaks. Like I, it was just one of those things I'd never thought I would really see. I mean, we I've seen scary movie. Don't get me wrong. And that's definitely within the, this is a, a, a child of scary movie. Definitely. Yes. But even scary movie had a lot of, uh, influences of whiteness, especially throughout the sequels as the Waynes kind of lost uh, ownership of it. So um, this movie was just maybe the blackest horror movie I've ever seen. I, I don't know if we want to call it a horror movie, but it's definitely one of the blackest I've ever seen. Absolutely. I love that you said that. So since we are talking about the movie, let's just get into it. A little recap for you guys. The Blackening is about seven Black friends who go away for the weekend and end up trapped in a cabin with a killer who has a vendetta. Will their street smarts and knowledge of horror movies help them stay alive? Probably not. Uh, that is the summary of the movie. And I think, good summary, that's, yeah. I think that's great. Um, and if we're talking Blackness, let's talk about a little roll call. Um, this is a Black-filled movie. Um, but if you are not Black, do not think that you have to be Black to watch this movie. It is actually very fun. Um, I was surprised. I don't know about you. I was one of four black people in my theater. Same. Oh my God. Can I just say, <laughs> I had the same exact experience and there was something that was like, damn, I should have just drove into central LA to watch this movie. Like I should have just made the drive and watched it amongst my peer group because all of the inside jokes, I was the only one laughing. They When they said the set it off reference and I finished the line, there were so many times I finished the line in the movie with them. And I could tell I was in a, a, a minority in terms of who was able to understand the jokes in the, in the theater. It's so funny that you say that because I was, my theater was filled with people laughing. It was filled oh, yeah. with people who like, got the jokes and all this other stuff which is why i wanted to be like if you aren't black don't feel like you have to be black and you have to know every reference it's funny enough where it lives on its own i saw this movie next to an old white couple and they seemed like they were having a blast with it yeah for me was very much like what you laughing at <laughs> some of it is like you laughed a little too hard, but... <laughs> it was, it was um, all comfortable laughter. I, at no point did I feel like, mm, I don't want you laughing at that. I was like, no, this is just genuinely yeah, funny. It's just I get genuinely it. funny. Um, let me get into the cast before I can. Uh, we have Antoinette Robertson, uh, mm. Dwayne Perkins, uh, Cinca Walls, Grace Byers, X Mayo, Melvin Gregg, Jermaine Fowler, Yvonne Orgy and Jay Farrow. Uh, that is our mostly star-studded Black cast. Um, I, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, and I have to admit, it was better than I thought it would be. It was, it was much better than I thought it would be. The cast, I had 
most of them I weren't too for, I wasn't too familiar with and I thought they had fantastic chemistry as an ensemble I could believe that they had been friends forever I believed that they had a past like their in jokes that they had when they were like playing spades and talking shit all that felt natural and real and like I I really think that without a cast of people who have good comedic timing this movie would have been a lot more boring it would have felt a way flatter i don't know if you ever got around the scene cocaine bear did you ever see it i didn't i didn't i haven't seen i it saw it streaming after it came out and i was like this bear is in 10 minutes of this movie and the rest of it is just boring as hell but mm. this i was just like even without there being an exciting incident i'm still entertained just by the cast alone yeah, and I I am so excited to rewatch this because a I want to rewatch this with other black people because yeah. I felt if you are black and you have a group of black friends, please watch it with them. I feel like it's made for groups. This is why it's one of the reasons why it's our Juneteenth episode. This is such a good movie to go see with friends and family and just kind of like it's a it's a movie about friendships, camaraderie, and groups. Um, well, now that we're like through all the <laughs> opening, let's really get into what this plot is about, because the plot of this movie is a bunch of friends from college had a giant Juneteenth party. And 10 years later, on the reunion of this massive party, they're gathering together again. People start to die. And it turns out it has a lot to do with what happened at the Juneteenth party that happened 10 years earlier. Barry, so I know what you did last summer. A hundred percent. And the reason why I bring this up is because it, it, one of the things I want to talk to you about, Juneteenth, were, were people celebrating this 10 years ago? I feel like Juneteenth <laughs> yes. is something that, mm -mm. although was known outside of HBCUs, I can't um, remember it being heard or discussed. I was going to say, you won't tell me this group didn't go to an HBCU. Yeah, you're right. They you're went right. to an HBCU and they knew. It's like, yeah. that's why I was like, you're, you would be right if they was a PWI, but this group went to an HBCU. It's clear. Uh, I'm when I'm they just... started when <laughs> so uh, there's a point where they have to like test their blackness. It's it's part of the game that they play, the kind of Saul type of game that they have to to win in order to live. But when they started seeing the second verse of Lift Every Voice and Sing, I was just like, oh that's HBCU. Wait, 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 wait. They did not. I think what was great about it is this this movie is so much fun because it shows that there is no one one right way to be black as long as you're yes. not actively anti-black like the twist at the end where we happen is like no 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 you were being anti-black yeah <laughs> with your decision making it's... so that was that's different but like the idea of them being like what's the second Verse to lift every voice and sing and everybody be like yo that got like 15 lines like I'm yeah all that <laughs> what's the what does beyonce sing i know that much <laughs> yeah 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 but there's that and then there's also the scene that i loved was when he's like name all the black guest stars on friends and they go oh i don't know i mean except this person he's like oh so you watch friends and then he's like yeah. no no but then this person they're like so you watch did everybody watch friends and it's like yeah y'all all watching saying y'all didn't watch and i, I know you loved it, the correct answer which is i don't watch that shit i watch living single oh god it was so much fun we like again in my theater 
I will also say this was one of the blackest movie going experiences I had Amazing. as an individual, not as like the crowd, but I was actively yelling back to the of screen. Of course. I, I was to. that person. When they say, name a movie character who survived, a black movie character who survives to the end of the horror film. What's your and answer? He says, no, no, no. My answer was, of course, Brandy, and I still know what you did last summer. Oh, my answer was LL Cool J in H2O. Okay, okay. Either way, we write. But <laughs> the moment that they asked that question, and he said... Uh, Omar and Jada. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> I was there, so loud. I was there like... was one black lady in the row ahead of me. And I know she was black because at that moment she's like, Nick, did you watch the movie? <laughs> uh again, it was it's it's so much fun and so much joy. And then um we've we've kind of hit on this a little bit. But the movie itself um, constantly is quizzing um, the characters, making them think of um, what it means to be Black. Um, and their survival is is dependent on them being Black. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I love that that is the heart of what this movie is actually about, where it was just a funny sketch that could have just been turned into a series of sketches and actually ask a much bigger question that we in the diaspora are constantly asking amongst ourselves, which is, yo, is that white shit? Like, you know, do you really have your black card? I'm going to have to revoke your black card. Like there's so many times where it's like, wait, you haven't seen that movie yet. Yo, you haven't heard that album yet. And people just look at you funny. Like you ain't black anymore, which I just think it's such an amazing, like, the way they took that and turned it into a narrative is fantastic to me. Absolutely. Um, because it's a conversation that um, the Black community has been having because being Black in itself is defined very narrowly sometimes. And I've said this before and I'll say it again. If I'm doing it as a Black person, then it's a Black thing to do. Um, and I like that this movie shows kind of like the hypocrisy or like the limiting standards of even like personal growth. If if we um, adhere to like the that rigid mindset. However, I also love that this movie is like, no, we're actually changing the what it means to be black and we're changing what it means to be uh thought of like as a holistic person um which again is i i I like that i like how throughout the film you know there's these constant questions that are being asked even before the game officially begins there's like oh you don't know how to play spades and all of this shit um what i love is that there is no one character who is like checks all the boxes of what it means to be black everybody Correct. has something that like oh man th- that Correct. actually even king when most... king came in and king was just like he's supposed to be the hardest and he's like uh a little hotepish, you know like or like no actually i will take it he's not hotepish. he's very just like you know like my brother and like all this other stuff when they were like his white wife, I was like, mm. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and this is—I'm somebody who has a white partner, so I am not one to speak. But it definitely was like, oh. And then when they were like, you know, they were commenting on like him being the blackest, and he was like, I got a white wife, and they were like, that's not. I laughed so name. hard. I was like, no, that only further proves. <laughs> uh it was. It was honestly 
all of their reasonings for why they aren't the blackest all had me dying laughing. Like Absolutely. every little minute thing I thought was hilarious. I knew that you would like it. I think her name is Allison. When they were like, Allison's the blackest for whatever reason. She was like, oh, now I'm the blackest. Yeah, I love I've that been, shit. She was like, my entire life, it was you're not black enough. <laughs> now all of a sudden someone got to die. And now all I'm sudden, black. I'm black. No, today I am white. <laughs> My father is white with a hua. <laughs> Again, Yo, but did yeah. you not scream when? Okay, I think it's that same character, Allison, when she accidentally takes Adderall later. We're trying to sn- slap some sense into her. They're like, hey, hey, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better you wake, up. wake up and pay attention. <laughs> Die, bro. There's so many inside jokes from the culture that they just sprinkled in in just the most organic, natural way. You are my sister, my strength, and my pride. I During love the that. Set it oh off I feel like set it off. And like, again, it was a really good, fun movie. The But like, also like the character dynamics, the idea of Dwayne and Lisa having like this bond, but then also... um. I love the character of Dwayne, by the way. I I loved his like friendship dynamic um, with Lisa. The, with Lisa and I'm sorry, what's the what's the the love interest? Uh, Namdi. Namdi. Yes. Okay. So that whole backstory between them, I thought it was a really rich way to flesh out those characters in a natural way. Like you know, she's like you know, I'm trying to get back with this dude, but I don't want to tell my best friend because this guy's always fucked me over and he was the one I cried to. And I just love, it was felt very real to me. Oh, it was absolutely real for them to come. Sorry, I just remember something, but like, it was absolutely real for him to be like, you know what? Don't come to me with this anymore. You yeah. all, like, I was there for you for years when he cheated on you. I watched it and you want to make this same mistake again. I don't want to hear it. Yeah. And suddenly I'm the bad person. What did he say? He said something along the lines. I was like, oh, I've been Dwayne. Where he was like, I will only be worried about people who care about themselves and respect <laughs> themselves. The, the pettiness was next level. Oh, it was it. so petty. But I was like, I see where Dwayne's coming from. But also Lisa has the right to make her own decisions. And I thought that was really funny. But the other thing that I thought about was when Namdi was apologizing and they were like, we don't have time for this. And Dwayne was like, why you ain't interrupt this? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> why you interrupt my apology? <laughs> my apology. <laughs> um, I thought um, Annette Robertson, I think I'm saying that name right, as Lisa. Mm-hmm. Lisa. I thought she did a fantastic job as the, I would assume her to be the final girl or the lead of the, of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, okay. I guess, it, like, wasn't she the central, like, conflict? Um, You know, I think you can be right. I feel personally it felt like an ensemble Definitely, but she definitely. does do the final blows. Yeah. So I just I just thought um you know from a character perspective hers was very interesting because visually all of the other uh characters especially the women they just look very current and modern. She's wearing this dress that almost makes her look very Hitchcockian and I thought that was intentional. The way her hair is done, the way the light kind of hits her throughout the house in certain moments I was just like, "Oh, it feels like they're playing into kind of like this classic black and white type of horror movie to your point of like easter eggs um i don't know if you noticed the door in the um cabin is green which i thought was really good because usually in white movies it's a red door and that and the red is the 
exact inverse of green. Sure. The idea of them using a green door is is it's it's that. It's like, oh, this is the opposite of what is is expected. Um, and what would be seen in a white horror film. But it's also the Juneteenth colors. So I just thought that was um very, very important. Interesting. Um, actually, you know what? There's some dispute about that. I, I don't know if you know that because a lot what? of people are saying that Juneteenth is it and essentially an american specific holiday so it doesn't make sense to include the larger african diaspora colors within mm. the celebration so mm. they're saying that it's, it is blue red and white are the colors that we should use but oh um, interesting i mean that, like, a little see a little little conversation and as we are uh as we are discussing uh this movie really is about in my mind, the evolution of blackness and what it means to be modernly black. Um, Definitely, I've you know even with all of the like amazing Jordan Pill movies that we've gotten over the last few years and Atlanta and Insecure, like we've gotten some great content. Um, this feels like a really fresh, um, like yeah, it's funny, but it also feels like a very innovative take on something that. I thought would have been tired. Like I didn't think that they could make a whole movie out of this. And they surprisingly did in like a really innovative way. When he goes, I, uh, did you hear me? I said, I go to therapy. Black people don't go to therapy. And they're like, actually black people are increasingly taking their mental health seriously. And he's like, okay, then he's like, I mean that (laughs) he's like big fucking deal. No, actually it is a big fucking deal. We're long overdue. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like that idea of like black people, there is this, um feeling of black people can't take anything seriously yeah like even if it's life or death it's like this moment of like like the constantly switching back and forth of like these are really high stakes but i'm also gonna take a moment and just acknowledge what just happened yeah (laughs) it's like we running for our lives but don't think i didn't forget what you just (laughs) did What I think is different about this movie, even compared to like Get Out or Us or something like that, is that even those Black movies feel like they're kind of made for white audiences in a way. But this movie feels like it is made for us and by us. Like there feels like, yeah, don't get me wrong, anyone can come to this movie and have a great time. But in terms of just like the jokes and the way it's written, it's it's like, oh, in that same vein of like, if you don't know how to play spades, you need to sit and learn until you until you figure it out. It kind of feels like in the way the dialogue is so sharply written and they're going back and forth with these jokes at such rapid pace. It's like, if you don't get the joke, then you don't get it. Absolutely. With Kizik Can's free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Hey, question. Do you know how to play spades? Ooh, great question. I do not know how to play space. I don't either. And oh here's my the thing. God. <laughs> the thing about it that's so important is like for those of you who don't know, spades is a a family function game. Those who know know, and no one will teach you. So yeah. the thing about spades is if you don't know, good luck learning. But they'll let you sit and watch, and if you can pick it up, you can pick it up. But like 
If you don't know, you're not joining. And the idea that this entire movie, spoiler, is hinged on the fact that someone didn't know how to play spades, it was hilarious to me. I was like, I kept watching, I was like, all of this is coming down to the fact that this dude didn't know how to play spades. (laughs) And no one was willing to teach him. And... I don't blame anybody for not teaching them because that's just a known fact. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, I was going to ask you this. You know, the cast went on their Instagram page and they were saying all of the things that would get their black card revoked. Um, other than not knowing how to play spades, there's something that you feel like would traditionally get your black card revoked? Oh, see, I don't know. Um, being gay in general, again, as <laughs> yeah. Wade said, being gay... <laughs> in general is something being outwardly gay uh shall i say but um being married to a white man mm. there are several things that could traditionally get my black card revoked hosting uh, a boy meets world podcast hosting a boy meets world podcast all of these things however uh what i loved about this movie is like everyone has like the thing that could get them revoked to your point how long would you have lasted in this game? When they were asking the questions. Oh, you know what? How many questions I, did you get right before you were like, I got oh, the I got the Anviv question right. I did not I get the wrong. friends question right, but technically I did because in my mind I was just like, why are they asking about friends and not living single? So I don't know. Maybe I would have got that shit right. <laughs> I got Anviv question wrong because my answer was season four. When in fact it began season four. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I was like, oh man, I would have been out. I would have been out. He would have got me. <laughs> I rewatched the entire series during the pandemic. So I was just like, yeah, it's three seasons. I, I okay. knew that one. Okay. That's good to know. Um, let's talk about some of the other performances. I thought the opening with Sean and Morgan, i.e., Yvonne and Jay Farrow, were, oh, great. I thought it was good because it totally set the tone. And I also thought the idea of her being like, you know, I honestly feel like they just killed Jada and um, what's his name? Oh, Omar Epps, because they didn't feel like paying them. <laughs> and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they look and they just like said, and these like uh, Yvonne Orji and Jay Farrell are like the most recognized of the cast. Yeah. So the idea of them being like, oh, in reality, it was just because they couldn't pay them to be in the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then they kind of take a pause and look at each other. I was like, that was fun. I, I oh, really I loved it. I love their reaction to the game itself. This like blackening board game. Because if you see the trailer, if you watch the movie, you know what I'm talking about. That it's like you open it up and it feels very like Jim Crow. It um, is. Sambo is what Sambo. the yeah, there's, you know, blackface, all, all this imagery. Um, and when I thought, I was like, wow, this is so interesting to see this in our post-George Floyd era. Because if we can go back to 2020, I feel like June 2020, everybody was being re-downloaded with all this Black history, trying to educate people for why Black people were so pissed off to begin with. And I feel like all of like us had to kind of experience this trauma in public, in real time. And so like, it feels like our response to that is this movie in a very comedic way. Absolutely. And and again, in my mind, this movie, kind of like playing off what you said earlier, is a response to things like Nope and mm. things like Get Out, where it's just like, yeah, all of that is good. But to your point, 
it's it was made at a time where black lives had to be said mattered instead of allowing black people to live and that's ultimately the thing about this movie is it allows black people to live both in their authentic self and in the story at a point in time i was like oh besides the two killings that we got earlier no one else is going to die because they are working together and i thought that was really important well that's isn't that the answer to how do we overcome together timeless question work together Together. Um, what did you think about what this movie says about white allyship oh you mean uh officer white Officer White, yes. Officer White, yeah. Officer White was another one where I was like, like the thing is, the moment he got out the car, I was like, baby. First of all, as he said, why why people always gotta be involved in some shit? <laughs> and then second of all, when you find the mask, I was like, that's two strikes, bro. I'm not waiting for three. No. And he was like, I can explain. Nope, time has passed. I'm sorry. There's nothing I can do because <laughs> I can definitely tell you I'm not opening this door. <laughs> I love that scene because. Uh, on surface, it's this very, like, first of all, there's a killer around and we found this mask. We have multiple reasons not to trust you. But the imagery of it is that there's a cop who's trying to offer help to Black people. And Black people are like, hey, if you see the circumstances that we're in, you wouldn't accept your help either. And I feel like they are showing that, yes, as a joke, but they're making light of something that is a very real conversation. Of that whole kind of thing of like afterwards, they're like, do we call the police? And they I'm all say, and they're like, the very end, the very end we- is important where they're like, okay, who they were like, let's call the cops. And everyone laughs and they're like, we can't call the cops. We can't have someone come over here. There is no way we would make it out of alive if we called the cops in this situation. So instead, they're like, as you said, they're like, no, seriously, who do we call for help and hopefully live? And I love the strategy because throughout the, like the, I guess, mid credit scene, you could say they're just smoking the joint and just trying to figure out how do we do this without getting shot, essentially. <laughs> and then they eventually are like, oh, we'll call firemen because they'll, they don't have guns. We'll be okay. And they immediately get hosed. And I could not stop laughing. I was just like, in a way, that's like a way of being like, let's not forget what firemen did to black people either. Exactly. Like, like, like they ain't kill us, but they ain't exactly been on our side the entire time. There's <laughs> never a surefied safe way to be black in America. And like to that point, what I love is I think there's a moment in the movie where they were like, is there any white people who want to kill us? And they're like, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got death threats the other day. <laughs> Someone on Twitter told me to die the other day. Yeah, it's, it's exactly. Well. It's just like, yeah, it's, that's just a, a part of it. Um, all right. So we've been talking about, I want to talk about if there are any other like sight gags or stuff that you love. Because when they came out with rap snacks, I lost Well, it. rap snacks are real. Rap snacks are real? Reptiles are a hundred percent real. It's real? Fact, oh my god, I love this. You know so that much. you're gonna have to get your black card. Again, I, I love this. Official, He's yeah, rapsnacks.net. Oh baby. my god, I love this. <laughs> you guys just saw me learn something today. Rapsnacks are real. I had no idea. When did these come out? <laughs> I don't know, but I mean, you could order some Rick Raw sweet chili lemon peppers <laughs> chips. Oh moment. my god, I thought this was a sight gag very similar to uh, Scary Movie. 
the fact that it's real is so much better. <laughs> and I kind of do want some chips. <laughs> well, you can get the little baby all in flavor. Oh, <laughs> uh, you guys got to check out uh, Rap Snack. I literally thought this was comedic, but no, Yo, this was product placement. And good you know, for them. To, to your point uh, about like any other visual gags, I, I admittedly, like I told you before we recorded, I went into this movie. I didn't think about it from an analytical perspective. I wasn't like taking notes. I was just, I sat down and got on this ride and genuinely just enjoyed myself. I was laughing. I was getting lost in the story. As far as like a whodunit, like murder mystery uh, puzzle, I thought it was very good in that regard. The, the Did you twist, call it? The, you know, okay. So the, the nerd who didn't know how to play spades is the one Clifton. who ends up. Clifton. He ends up being the the mastermind behind the whole thing. And he hired two white guys to like go after everyone, which I was like, oh, is that a um Jesse Smollett type of like, oh, I'm gonna hire two guys to Ooh, do this? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting that it came down to this, like, you know, if you take away someone's black identity, what does it like? drive them to do and in this case yes it's an extreme but i just think it's also just like a within the, it's a conversation for within our community saying like hey to judge another person based on how black we think they are based on these definitions that were given to us by white people we are adhering to the same rules of whiteness within the black community i feel like that is the gist of like what this was trying to say in terms of like you're not black enough he voted for Trump twice. <laughs> now that is, again, that is something different. That is a different thing. <laughs> that to me was the real, everyone was like, in reality, we were going to fucks with you. Like they were really solid for their yeah. reasoning of being like, we got to stick together. He said, I voted for Trump twice. And everyone was like, you know what? In all honesty, <laughs> I feel like we've done as much as we can do. <laughs> you know what? I take back everything I said. You're right. Because even at one point, they said, we only voted for you because of the Trump thing. Yeah, that's it. Like We, we were in unity with you. You weren't in unity with us. And that's what I think is important. I'm also sorry. I just saw that they have ooh-wee lemonade. It's literally spelled ooh-wee. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Rap snacks. <laughs> Rap snacks, please contact us. We would love some sponsorship I would opportunities. Love to be sponsored by Rap Snacks. Love it. I'm reaching out to people. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. I need that Cardi B jerk barbecue. <laughs> I, I love this. I love it so much. Okay. Um, no, to to your point, my thing with Clifton, first of all, I will say, as much as I really did enjoy this movie, I felt like um the guy who plays Clifton, Jermaine Fowler. I yeah. felt like he was the weakest and I felt like he was the weakest. And I kept being like, is there some commentary on like the way we play black nerds on television? But like, it was so cartoonish. It was, yeah. I felt like everyone else was like comedic, but fun and not exactly a stereotype. Um, whereas his character was so overdone in my mind I immediately knew, I thought to myself, I was like, wait a minute. He shows up um, and surprises Shanika at the convenience store. Yeah. Um, and she was like, oh, I didn't know you would be here. Then I remembered that they said all 
eight of us, i.e. when you count everyone who's there, there are nine. And I was like, he was not supposed to be there. Yeah. In general. So like, I immediately was like, you're constantly defending that you were supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be here. It's you. And then also when he gets out and he gets shot and he gets dragged away, I was like, as always in horror, if you don't see the body, like with Jay Farrell, we saw that happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You know, um, that's why I I called it. I thought his performance was also very uh, cheesy and comical. I thought that his character was supposed to be a direct reference to the doofy Gilmore character of Scary Movie. And because he seemed so similar to that character, I thought like, oh, he's obviously not going to have that same doofy turn. But then he ended up having the same turn that doofy has in Scary Movie. Well, not really, because even Doofy eventually, like, drops it all. And that's what I was waiting for. I was waiting for him to stop talking that way and to oh, stop yeah, acting yeah, yeah. so nerdy and actually, like, be a little bit more confident and and be like, you guys made me, or you thought I would still be that way and I've grown. Like, that's what I was expecting. And he, he didn't do he that. Felt he kind of like, kept it throughout, so. He, yeah, like, his, uh, it felt like he was doing, like, a like an Eddie Murphy impression of a white person versus just being like a genuine black nerd. Cause as we've discussed, we are self-defined black nerds, blurts, and you know, blurts are a very large subculture right now. Like they deserve representation. So it would have been nice to see him act in a more genuine way, just to kind of, uh, you know, address the commentary that's on blurts in general. Absolutely. And like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought of the performance um, in Dear White People. I believe the character's name is Lionel. Uh, It's Deron Horton. Like, to me, I'm like, that's a Black nerd character that feels genuine. And this just didn't feel genuine in any way. And therefore, I never could take it seriously. The Lionel character from Dear White People is a fantastic example. I know exactly who you're talking about. And that dynamic would have worked a lot better exactly like so or or even like at first when Shanika first sees him she goes Carlton and I was like oh if you had done a Carlton even yeah I feel like that would have worked his performance for me was the weakest of the movie and I never I never officially got lost in his character so it was very easy to see the turn coming um for, for for his character so yeah definitely uh, one last thing about his performance was that it felt like a performance that was that worked really well within the sketch that it was based off of. That in that initial sketch, when you're with a character like that for a minute and a half, they can you can accept it a lot easier than when you're with a character like that for the length of a movie. Absolutely. Also, can I just say I something this movie does, which I really enjoy, is this black joy. Of it all. Oh, they're yeah. in a they're in a horror setting, but they are having so much fun. Like the fact that we see black people do drugs like unapologetically, like, oh, give me some, oh, I want some Bali. Like, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> and I love it because you constantly see that with white movies, that they're awesome. always partying with drugs. And it's just like, wow, it's like, yeah, we do Molly too. Like, we go to the woods, like we we fucking we're out here, we swim. Exactly. Oh, uh, the idea of like the swimming also being like. Uh, Shanika can swim and King can't. Um, all of these things were were really funny uh, and I thought worked really well in the movie. Um, if you 
are black and you do go to this movie with uh, a group of your black friends or family um i would have loved to have seen this movie with my cousins yeah um fun drinking game anytime you hear the n-word take a sip and you will yeah. get tore up. <laughs> uh, it was so much fun uh again and the number of times it, 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 I, I don't know how to express it other than it was so much fun to see black characters be black with each other it felt like such a safe space in the way that like early upn felt like a safe yes. black space or like bet before it got gross you yes. know like where it just felt like oh wow this feels like a place for us for culture to live and like for us to participate in our own culture without it being for a white lens it didn't feel exploitive Mm-mm. and that's what's that's a really good point it's like it felt just it was it and was hip get... it was cool like it never went into tyler perry territory like it never nope. got cheesy like i mean i mean other than that one performance like i really just felt like i was like oh man i, I want to see i want to live in this world i want these people to have a comedy like sketch show or something like i this needs to be something that is expanded upon the scene where not well first of all um we didn't talk about shanika who is like uh it's X Mayo is the actor's name, and she is the comic relief, or one of the comic yeah. reliefs, but she's so funny. Uh, but when she comes in, and she's just that person who's just like, Lisa, you smell like dick. And <laughs> <laughs> just unapologetically, like, just her person, but, like, the scene where um, Dwayne... a little dick, too, on there. With <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Dwayne and Lisa and Namdi, well, actually, I think it's just Lisa and Namdi are hiding away in that vent. Yeah. <laughs> and they just, like, you see them up there, and then Dwayne's like, let me up! And then the next <laughs> scene is just, like, the three of them in there quietly. Again, I thought that that was hilarious, because that's exactly what we would do. <laughs> I love that the entire movie is slowly building up to a vomit. Like, if you listen to it, they're just yeah. like, if this happens, I'm gonna throw up. If this happens, I'm gonna throw up. And then... <laughs> Throughout the movie, you slowly see like a throw up, like like I think we should, I think we should split up. And yeah, like exactly. it's almost getting there, and then finally it pays off in a way that like saves their lives. That's awesome. absolutely. But here's the game. I think like that's you know I'm not one for gross humor, and the idea that they made that count. It wasn't a sight gag that they yeah. used, and then it just it was like a to your point. It was built to. It was something that like the movie teases at. And B, it's something that had consequences in the world. Um, oh, yeah. And it affects the story. Well, I also thought it was interesting that everyone who took drugs was affected when they were trying to escape. Like, I thought the throw up was a result of the fact that he had taken these drugs. Because I would just imagine be like, man, it, no worse time in the world to be high out of your mind and then realize you need to run for your life. Like, exactly. I, the fact that, so, like, you actually see these characters, like, struggling to, like, get through. It's like, oh, she took Adderall and she is just on another one right now. Like, I, I like that it was, like, woven into the story organically. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, I think they do a lot of things organically, and they made a lot of things make sense within their world. Um, and like, 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 sorry, we were talking about little sight gags. I thought about the part where I believe it's Namdi is shooting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and he sideways the gun. <laughs> oh my uh, god! Good times. Um, anything else you want to say about this movie? 
Uh, hmm. I, I, I do you have any other favorite references that they made? I, I, I'm I trying to make the set it off the 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 living single reference. Um, there are some again. I feel like I need to watch this movie another another. Time. Absolutely, that's it, what I'm saying. Like ultimately, we are highly encouraging you guys to check it out. Well, I feel like this is a movie you will watch again. And I will say, I watched this movie being like, we don't have a Juneteenth movie. Yeah. Other, I, I take that back. There is the movie Miss Juneteenth. But um, I felt like this was a movie that very much like you have your 4th of July movies and you have your Halloween movies. We needed a Juneteenth movie. And this is a Juneteenth movie. Well, every other holiday also has a horror movie attached to it as well. So this is the first time we get to have a horror movie for us. That's our holiday. My favorite was who all going to be there? Who all going to be there? <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, well, who all going to be there though? Like, am I going? When to I said who all going to be there, I didn't know. <laughs> who all going to be there? Like, just that question, as it's said, is such a Black colloquialism. I don't know if Gen Z has tried to monop like uh, gentrify this into just pure um, slang like they do most Black slang, but um, it felt very at home to hear hear those questions. I will say, uh, the one thing I, I want to acknowledge is um, they call this movie The Blackening, uh, which is the name of the game in the movie. Mm-hmm. And most people call it, we can't all die first. And I do think that, like, that's a little bit of the problem with the marketing. Because someone even asked us, they were like, hey, are you going to go see We Can't All Die First? And I was like, it's called The Blackening. <laughs> oh, interesting. I didn't realize that people Yeah, a lot of people. Like, and I guarantee you, like, if you go on Twitter and you do We Can't All Die First, people think that that's the title of the movie. And that's huh. because... The movie posters are like that's like the big phrase on all the movie posters. But yeah. I do like the idea that people are are willing to see it. They just didn't know what it was called. So uh, you said you had something to end with. Oh, you know, okay. So two thoughts. First off, was that uh, you know just a quick thing that popped in when we were talking about Juneteenth was that uh, you say we didn't have any Juneteenth movies. I've been watching Roots on Juneteenth, which has been very emotionally draining. <laughs> Not, I, I did Roots uh, uh, two years ago. Last year, I did Homecoming. And this year, I was like, oh, man, this is good. So I feel like I'm getting to a more positive space uh, outside of Roots. So good, but much better way to celebrate the, the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, so yeah, I came across a list of questions. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. You will do to get to your black card you revoked. Okay. Okay. okay and okay, so okay. I'm going to ask you these questions and we can answer. And there is no like given answer, but the culture will respond. Um, so question number one, Siege, to keep your black card, what do you eat on your grits? Ooh. Ooh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a sugar grits. I'm a sugar grits, but I know that people do salt. 
Mm, okay. Yes, I am a I am a cheese, salt, and pepper person on my uh, grits. So <laughs> a little bit of hot sauce as well. Each for your black card. Who was the greatest male R and B group of the nineties? I have some Boys options for you. Oh, <laughs> no, it's okay. If Boyz II Men is Boyz II Men, Drew Hill, New Edition, or Jodeci. Depends on what we party into. <laughs> but I'm gonna go boys to men. That's me. Boys to men, I would say as well. But to keep her your black card, Joe the C is the preferred answer. Um <laughs> best black comedy of all time. Friday or coming to America? Oh, okay. See, the black answer is coming to America. <laughs> Is that the black answer? I again, there's no given answers. I'm just going based off of where my own internal black compass is going. My my my, my black if my life was on the line, I'd say coming to America. Black people love coming to America. They like Friday and they like Friday is cultural, but they will hands down defend the comedy of coming to America. <laughs> For the real ones, I'm gonna go through secret door number three, which is life. With Eddie oh, and Martin, which I oh actually God. think black people love more than both of those. It's, a, it's a really good famous. movie. It's yeah. a really good movie. It's very quotable. Um, all right. Uh, I, there's a bunch of these, but I'm only going to choose like one or two more. Uh, what's a sign that a white person might be woke? A, they voted for Obama. <laughs> B, they don't see color. <laughs> C, they went to a Black Lives Matter protest. Oh, okay. Or D, they have more than one Black friend. Ooh. I'm going to have to say more than one Black friend is the only one that would give them any kind of... Because one Black friend doesn't really hold a lot of weight. Yeah. And <laughs> but you can get two niggas. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes that one black friend could do a lot of harm. Like when I hang out with uh white people who have one black friend, they're like, well, my black friend said this was cool. And I was Absolutely. Like, ah, I think I, you need a general consensus on this more than absolutely. one person's opinion. Absolutely. Um, and, and just, you know, before we go, do you have any questions to test me? Of, of Okay, okay, okay. All right, I got questions for you. Okay. Uh, these are all for your black card. Defend your black card. What Ooh. do you call your mom's best friend? Is it A, auntie? auntie. <laughs> uh, how do you know it's clean the house day? Okay, uh, the, the correct answer is to wake up to the sound of loud gospel music, yeah. but... <laughs> Literally the answer! That is the answer! You wake up to the sounds of neo-soul or gospel and smell bleach! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, for me, it was 90s R&B, but yeah, neo-soul, so that, that works too. Okay, okay, okay. If you go to a buffet with your mom... How old do you tell them you are? Under 12, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said it verbatim. <laughs> no, I know I look 
35 years old, sir, but technically I'm under 12. I'm just big for my age. Oh, God. I love it. Those are the ones that I had like that. I just oh my had God. waiting. That's, so, that's amazing. I thought those were so much fun. Okay. Um, as always, again, if you guys enjoyed our recap, uh, or even if you like just need something to do on this Juneteenth, please go check out the blackening. Um, Absolutely. We had fun. We think you'll have fun. We definitely want to hear what you guys thought about it. Um, T, any final thoughts? Like what grade? Like, I don't even know how we usually do like grades or you know what? Like, yeah, know. it's hard to do grades for, for these movies, but I will definitely say I highly recommend it. If I feel like I want to go see it for repeat viewing, I want to invite people to go see it. I'm so excited for my family to watch it and get their thoughts. Like, this is definitely like uh, a movie I want to pull out at Thanksgiving when I'm with the whole fam, and I just want us all to watch it together because we all get together, we all play cards, we're all talking shit this way. Like, it just felt so at home. It made me feel so home when i was in that movie experience so to that point and put this wherever you want to beginning middle or end um do you guys have a family game that you take so seriously because again i don't i don't know how to play spades however in my family uno yeah is that game uno <laughs> can like ruin relationships <laughs> um i i Understand that completely. Uh, yeah, you know, what I'm learning is that ADHD actually runs deep in my family. Mm. And I didn't understand it because we were all the same. And so when we get together, we gamify everything. We have giant tournaments. We have an Uno tournament. We have a poker tournament. We we play a game called 500, which is like almost like Remy, but it's like our family okay. game that we take really okay, seriously. Okay. And um, no, like Monopoly has ended in fights. Families... <laughs> broken because of games of monopoly that I've taken too seriously our family also does this thing where like if you didn't get caught cheating you ain't cheat okay okay i here's the thing i like i don't know because we will always catch you but you have never seen and i just want people to know you have never seen energy never never <laughs> unless you've seen a black game a black family at a game because that that energy level of like Catching somebody or being so close, I have to admit, I've surprised myself. I can't even imitate myself because I would just clip. But the le the devil level of like just being able to the, like throw down the <laughs> screaming, like, and it's all. Here's the thing: if you're listening from the outside of the room when these games are being played, you're thinking there's so much hatred that lives within this family, so much bitterness, <laughs> so much like like mean spiritness. But really, it's just like we are so called up in this game just for the bragging rights, just to be able to talk shit. Like I can't tell you, my mom was just here a week ago, and we sat down to play our game that we play our 500 game and she goes, oh, so you want to get your ass beat again? Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Like, again, it just rolls off the tongue. All of that. <laughs> also, one of the things I love and I think about it is it's for all ages. Like, you gotta, you play at your own risk is a thing. Because if you nine years old and you say you want to play, we ain't taking it easy because you nine. <laughs> like, no. And sometimes that shit goes... Day. Sometimes the like the older people were like, no, give her another chance. She's new. Nah, nah, she shouldn't have signed up to play then. <laughs> it's Connect Four. It's not that serious. Like it's Connect Four. Do you not do you not count? Like, what do you mean? Oh, I didn't realize I was putting no, nah, then you'll you'll learn. Then yeah, I guess you just <laughs> learned the lesson. You're gonna keep with you forever. <laughs> exactly. Uh I just think that um randomly this just came to my mind. But one of the things that I 
fun facts that I love is like Beyonce is apparently like a huge Connect Four person. Ooh, and she's like, I never lose a game of Connect Four. I don't know why, but like apparently that is her thing. That's just like <laughs> I will say, here's something that's very interesting. My family is very into Chinese checkers. It's an unusual Ooh. game, Ooh. but it's one that my grandma loves and one that we play all the time. And I'm way better at Chinese checkers than I am regular checkers. Okay, okay, okay. I'll have to I see I, checkers I can do. Chinese checkers. It's one of those where it's like, I remember playing that growing up, but I'd have to just like get back into it. Yeah. Um, Black people love games. Do you remember that little like triangle game you would play at like an IHOP? Yeah, absolutely. Again, like we just uh, do that. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah. 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 You know what I um, think uh, you say that you were like black people love games. I, I think you just brought up a very good point because this whole kind of movie touches on this too. Like. You, we ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, as a kid, it's like the weekend comes and it's like you're playing outside, you're having your cousins come over, like you're doing something like you. it's video games or board games. Like, it's not something that's super expensive. You're not going to have a hobby like skiing, which costs like a fortune to do. It's like, no, we're going to gather around with this $5 card set and we're going to have the time of our lives for like five hours. The time of our lives. Um, the last thing I wanted to say is in the movie, there's a scene where they speak to each other without talking. Yes. Love that. And I just thought that that was such a good a, it was a good thing to see as representation of just looking at each other and being like, do you trust me? Yeah, yeah, like like talking. But then also the idea that later on they do it, the two guys, yeah, Namdi and Dwayne do it to each other. And then Clifton is like, I heard you. Because <laughs> what's so funny about it is, you know, I can't count the amount of times that you look over and you get the vibe check from someone mm -hmm. like something crazy happens like for example i used to work at a company there was one other person of color someone says something vaguely racist me and this person look at each Just other non-verbal conversation <laughs> ensues we go back to the meeting the number of times like with my coworker, i can like just message girl <laughs> she was like i we didn't say anything else, but it's just like, are are you are you on this call? Yeah. <laughs> are you on this call? It's the best. And they do uh, it so well in the movie. They do it so well. They absolutely do. So again, as you guys can clearly tell, we've had a great time. We I, I had a great time uh recording this with you. I'm so glad yeah. that you saw it. Um, I'm so glad that there has been, and I'll just say my last thing that I want to say about this movie. I truly cannot remember the last time I saw a funnier comedy in theaters. Like, I'm trying to think about the last time I saw a true comedy that made me laugh, belly laugh. It's been the longest time. And so, like, this was just a really great summer experience because you're filled with so much joy afterwards compared to some of the darker, like, oh, machine robot fight movies. It's like, oh, you know, it's fine, I guess. But, you know, joy. Yeah, you're right. This was a funny movie. Last little sight gag I remember when they're like um Morgan played by uh Yvonne is they're like she gonna get scalped and instead her wig come off okay y'all I'm oh sorry I'll let y'all go uh as always uh reach out to us at Brummeets World uh check us out um, and email us at rummysworld at gmail.com. Check out our merch, uh, subscribe, 
leave a review, do all the things. We always appreciate it. We hope that you guys enjoyed yourselves. We do teens and remember to dream, to try, and to do good. Do some damn good, y'all. Happy June teens! You did let it rise. When the storm meets world.